The Next to Nothing podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details. Hello. Hey, what's happening, guys? Hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Excellent. There's not much. Not much is going on here. What's going on over there? Oh, I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing solidly a-okay. <laughs> you shaved a little bit. I actually haven't yet. I was, I genuinely was planning on doing it earlier today, and then I fucking forgot, mm-hmm. like a nerd. Yo, like a straight up nerd. Oh. I need to, you really look- badly. Just saying. I mean, you did, uh, you did trim a little bit, it looks like. Just a smidgen. Just a smidgen? Just, just well, awesome. a smidgen. If we're, if we're ready to start, we'll stop beating around the bush. You guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Next to Nothing podcast, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am your host, Danny K. And with me, as always, the freshly trimmed but not actually renditions. Ren, Hi. Hi, I'm Ren. I'm bad at things. Hello. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's, it's what going, I do. It's going fantastically. And with us, again... The excellent Mr. Greenlee. How you doing, Greenlee? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's a yeah. fun Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, you're you're probably in the same boat as I am, is uh, just making sure that there's no tornadoes just oh, barreling yeah. down upon <laughs> <laughs> I have the weather channel up on my uh, uh, one of my tabs, one of my many tabs. Yeah. You know, that's a nice thing about working at a radio station is that we always know the weather. <laughs> we oh, always hear man. the we, and we always hear the Oh, God. <laughs> dude no bs uh, so the entire time i've lived here never once have i ever heard of an actual tornado being here like the other week it was all like there's a tornado coming and it's like no there's not and then like i looked up at the sky and it's like i think that might be a tornado coming <laughs> there's no way have you ever seen a tornado in real life, Ren? I've seen a fire tornado. Not an actual tornado, but a fire tornado I have seen. An actual tornado so, is a big so, nope. The, that's never happened. Wouldn't you have so, water spouts out there? No, we don't have water. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. In California, they only have fire and mud. Fire, <laughs> Basically. Fire and mud. <laughs> really, the Fire Nation and the Earth Nation just attacked California. And it's no... literally, literally the mud is on fire. Yeah, it's the ultimate place to do any ceramics, needless yeah. to say. <laughs> so we have some things to talk about this week. I figured um, if you guys didn't mind, I would start with Dauntless. Sure. Uh, because we've talked about Dauntless twice on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, I tried it out for myself, and then there was an update, and now Dauntless has an official release. So I figured mm-hmm. this would be a perfect time uh, to talk about it and, and kind of see... I, I played a little bit of it, and I've got some thoughts. So, if you don't mind. No, nope, by just... all means, go for it. All right, cool. So, uh, with Dauntless, 
just for people who are unaware of it, is basically Monster Hunter Light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done in a in a kind of a cell shaded, cutesy art style. The um, the mon- I love the aesthetics of it. Uh, it's got uh, it's got like hints of Pokemon and Digimon and mm-hmm. um, all these. You know, the, the it's very the aesthetic is very pleasing. The gameplay is satisfying. Um, it's kind of a slow, methodical hit, dodge the attack, go back in, you know. Yeah. Um, there's not – and the reason I say it's Monster Hunter Light is that there's fewer monsters mm-hmm. uh, than Monster Hunter World, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then the, there's fewer weapons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like six weapons right now. Um. So yeah, Dauntless. It was a very interesting sort of four way because there's not that many, you know, four way into the uh, the team hunting genre because there's not really that many of them out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Monster Hunter being the poster child for the genre, I can't really think of all that many. I mean, there was um, there is Evolve, but Evolve was more of an asymmetrical PvP situation instead of a PVE cooperative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah deal um so with dauntless the full re- release it's one of the epic uh soar exclusives uh they announced that a while back it is mm-hmm. free to play so anyone who is interested in trying it out they can try it out it's available on um on ps4 xbox one and pc and it is cross-platform so if you have a cousin who wants to try it out and they're on xbox and you're on ps4 or pc or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, you can do that uh up to 60 percent of games i saw some numbers and i'm actually gonna have to pull them out from the official dauntless um twitter let me see here uh but they said that the that they had uh, like 60% of their games right now are cross play between. Uh-huh. And that was something I did notice. There's a lot of cross play, which is good. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll kind of start getting into where things are in the current state. Um, so currently they have to, they are constantly, and I, and I follow the Twitter. I've been following the Twitter since I, was you know did uh, started playing in the early access just to kind of see where things were going and keep up with patch notes even if i wasn't actively playing um i mean it's like every other hour i'm seeing something hey like we increased the server size again you know play to your heart's content hey we increased the server size again wow <laughs> there's a lot of you we increased the server size again mm-hmm. um we're working on we're working on uh you know smaller wait times or you know shorter wait times uh you know da 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 in terms of wait times the wait times are very long <laughs> um, i got lucky when i first installed it I reinstalled it from the epic store mm-hmm. um in like maybe like a five minute wait time i had i played again on saturday or sunday mm-hmm. and that was 10 or 15 minutes just really to, from log yeah just from login to get into the hub world Wait, just a lot, like not actually to play a game? To not to play a game. Too oh my god! Okay, yeah. it was like a fifteen-minute <laughs> wait time. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that was on a weekend, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming the pat the 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 uh, queues are very large because a lot of people were able to play on this long weekend and it was freshly released. 
Right. Um, so hopefully that's something that that will be that'll be fixed. Hopefully they get a nice, sustainable, healthy um, player base mm-hmm. uh, to you know that won't kill their servers and their bandwidth. Yeah. So I don't know if they were necessarily expecting the amount of people that they got. My immediate first question is: Did cross-platform play come out on release, or has it just been like a thing that just hasn't really been talked about a lot? Because that's a big thing. Like that's a huge like deal to manage i don't know if it was i don't know if it was out before this release Mm -hmm. i do know that they're talking about crossplay for a long time back when we first talked about it i believe they talked about crossplay yeah um so i don't know if that was the case that it was um that it was just like released on this launch i don't believe it was okay but I'm not 100% sure on, on that. Right. I'm, I'm looking uh, it up right now as well. So don't worry. Yeah. Um, so in terms of how I feel about the launch, so I noticed that one of the last times we talked about the game was the release of the Austin Repeaters, which is like a dual handgun revolver kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um. And since then, there hasn't been any more weapon updates. Uh, so there's only like real, really six play styles still. Right. You have the Aust- or six classes, if you want to call it that. Call it that. You have the Austin repeaters. You have the war pick. You have sword. You have axe. You have hammer, and um, chain blades. Um. The other thing that you have uh, that I've noticed is that there's not a ton of new monsters. It seems like they rolled out a few new monsters, but not that many. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have kind of your core group of monsters with different difficulties, it seems. Um, so in terms of the gameplay loop, I didn't see a whole heck of a lot, like just right off the face. Right. Um, but what I did notice was there was a, there was a lot of the optimization was fantastic. The game felt a lot better. If you were in the hub world before the the launch, mm-hmm. it was choppy. It, I mean, yeah, it was I, like, I distinctly remember because I played it on like, I think I even played it on this rig that I currently have right now. And this is like a pretty mm-hmm. beefy rig. And it struggled really hard, even for just like a hub world. Like it yeah. was having a conniption fit. Mm-hmm. It got better when you got into games. Okay. And I don't know why that was, why the mm. hub world was just bad, right. like sub 30 frames for the hub world. Um, so that was that was interesting to me, you know, 30 frames yeah. uh, in the hub world. But now it, it runs a lot smoother uh, game in game. It runs pretty smooth still. Um, the UI mm-hmm. is a lot cleaner. The UI is a lot easier to go through. Uh, which was that was one of the big things when I am like navigating all the menus and stuff like that just wasn't great. Yeah, um, it was a little on like the it was a little on the confusing side um, mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, in terms of navigating a menu. Um, so overall, like the the. The the user experience Mm-hmm. is a lot better except for the um 
except for the fact that you know server wait times are, are right. pretty gnarly yeah um so, I mean, from, so, oh, sorry, but from what I'm reading, apparently it did get released like with crossplay active. I, I probably don't. It doesn't seem like it was a thing beforehand. Um, so I could definitely see that being a huge issue, and maybe they just weren't yeah. expecting it to be nearly that big of a deal. But I mean, when it comes to like a free-to-play cross-platforming game, you really need like you gotta be on board with that sort of thing. Like it's going to struggle yeah. for sure, even like if it's just a regular release. Like, just without cross-platform play, you're still going to have those server struggles. So I'm kind of mm. shocked they didn't totally see this coming. They might have, and then they might have tried to prepare, and then they've just completely failed on it. But, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm Part of me is... I'm hoping that they don't try to expand it too much, because, like, this is, like, one of the first weeks that the game is out. It's gonna have a spike, and then it's gonna dip. That's just how games mm. go. So I could easily see them get super excited and just be like, we're going to jump like the server count to a, like a huge amount and then we're not going to yeah. be able to afford it in the future. Yeah. Well, and there was like, um, let me see. One of the things here, they're like six million new players and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and like, well, try not to. Yeah, don't don't get stuck on that number so much. Yeah, it's not going mean, to last forever. Six million is a lot of people. Yeah. But those are also people that are trying it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it, it's a game mode that it's a game type that I don't think has as wide of appeal as, say, Fortnite does. Right. Um, being, you know, then the, the comparison is apt because mm -hmm. this is on the Epic Game Store. It's going to be right next to Fortnite. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's something I would be. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about. It's great that there's like six million people trying out the game because it's a good game in my opinion. You know, I don't mm -hmm. think it's it. You know, a lot of people. Uh, I saw a lot of pieces out that were like, "Why you shouldn't play uh, Dauntless over, you know, right. Monster Hunter World?" And Ren, I think you probably spoke to this. Yes. Yeah. At some yeah. point as well, because I played I played Monster Hunter World for quite a bit. I put over like I, I'm not like one of the biggest like Monster Hunter fans. I definitely put in a couple hundred hours and I really enjoyed the time that I had in it. And I did play some of Dauntless as well when it was an early access. Um, I didn't play mm -hmm. it nearly as much as you did, but I'm really happy to hear that they actually worked on the things I was concerned about because the user experience before was horrible. Like it was just mm -hmm. atrocious. And then it was like, if a, if a game is so atrocious to actually get into what's making you want to play it, you know what I mean? Like what's mm -hmm. keeping me there? realistically versus like if i have something like monster hunter well i own the game i can just like play it granted not everybody yeah. can just chalk up 60 bucks but i mean mm -hmm. still it's yeah. definitely a much more polished experience at least during that time i'm not sure about now but uh but yeah i'm happy to hear that they focus their like motivations in the right direction where mm -hmm. like they really helped people be able to get into the game rather than i don't know try to just make constant new areas instead of adding like just new maps and all this junk they actually made the game playable yeah so i'm happy for that personally yeah the uh so if i were to like kind of look over the game mm -hmm. in terms of like if i were to say what the major pros of this game are for people first off the crossplay is nice the so that's a definitely a pro, especially if you have yeah. a whole wide diaspora of friends. Right. Um, the other part 
that I really appreciate is the is uh, the free to play and the um, casual uh, attitude the game has because it's not a, it's not like a super technical game. Most right. everything in the game is viable. There's not mm-hmm. a you know you don't have to do a whole bunch of like meta thinking to be viable in this game. Right. You don't have to min max if you wanna if you wanna speed run these behemoths. You know, you don't have to, well, maybe, but like, if you want to, you know, if you want to be viable in the game, you don't have to do a whole hell of a lot of right. researching, diving into the wiki, going into the forums and be like, do I add this yeah. augment to my armor or do I add this augment? Yeah, you could like, just play the game if you want. Like, you, you have the option. The mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That And that's really nice mm-hmm. for a game like this, but then it has the aspect where you can do the augments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and being in having and having that there is really appealing to somebody who wants to play with friends, right? I don't know if Greenlee is a super technical person, but if I am, you know, mm-hmm. he can just join me, and it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter, right? Um, yeah. So that's been the big that's been the big pros for it. Uh, if I can say like one thing that's been just bugging me, and this isn't anything with the game. This is just with players. So I played five or six hunts. Mm-hmm. I played one. Uh, actually, I have two things that bug me. So the first one the, of the five or six hunts, and mind you, I told you how long I waited. Mm-hmm. I got put into four of those without a full party. Oh. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, which was really bizarre. Yeah, in one, one, it was literally just me and one other person doing a hunt. Now it wasn't a hard hunt, right? It was. Uh, it's called the Scrave, and I had all sorts of fire gear on me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I waited 15 minutes to basically log into the game. Right. Why? Why am I getting these games, and it's one or two other people? Why yeah. am I not getting the full full party? How and long were the queue times themselves for games like that specifically? Not even that long. Okay. I would I would get I would get into the queue maybe a minute and a half. Maybe. That's like long. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it was just a very bizarre. I'm like, why why am I getting into these half um you know, half full lobbies and like they're mm-hmm. not filling. Um right. the other thing that I noticed that really annoyed me was Everybody was playing Austin repeaters, which is like the long range option. Uh huh. And I don't know. Maybe I missed the memo that that's just the most optimal weapon in the game. Mm-hmm. But it was just very, very like there. And this isn't on the devs or anything like that. It may, maybe it is. Maybe it is on the devs for like not if there's some sort of balancing issue. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think there is because I was doing pretty okay for the most part playing Warpike uh, mm-hmm. when everyone else was playing Austin Repeater. Right. But yeah, it was, I mean, literally everybody was playing Austin Repeater. Well, I mean, the big question is, like, how satisfying is the game feel per character? Like, per uh, class, excuse me. So, like, Sword is, like, your most average weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, it, ha- it it's not going to be breaking a lot of stuff. It's not going to be doing... You know, it has it has its different. Uh, it's pretty much your most neutral. Right. Um, 
hammer and axe are pretty similar. They're the ones, especially hammer that is going to be doing like you're doing a lot of heavy right. stuns and breaking off parts, which you need to break off parts to progress your gear. Right. So it's always good to have somebody in your friend group that is good with hammer. Mm hmm. You know, chain blades, they're the fast kind of medium range um, movement is like imperative. The The ability of the chain blades themselves are to move closer or move further away. Right. You know, Warpike is your. Uh, the Warpike, which is my favorite, is it's like a momentum. So you kind of start slow, but then you just get that momentum and you get a lot right. of energy and then you can store that energy for a long range attack. Okay. The Austin repeaters, actually, in my opinion, for the most part, are actually kind of unsatisfying. The only really? advantage okay. they really, mm -hmm, the only advantage they really have is, um, is that you, you know, you're at that medium to kind of long range. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they're not like sniper rifles or anything like that. Right. I mean, they're, um, they're mostly medium range. You're gonna be hitting just about the same range as the, um, as the chain blades mm -hmm. but you just have more hits like successively really okay um because i was gonna so, say like the main things i would worry about in situations like that where it just seems like everybody is playing one character well the first thing i would think is like beginner friendliness because like mm -hmm. something that's like really up in like a boss's face you're probably gonna get wrecked it might happen i don't like know just how difficult the game is but it's a possibility and that could be one reason why people gravitate towards that uh, like mm -hmm. character satisfaction in terms of like gameplay, obviously. But like when you said that it wasn't super satisfying, I was kind of shocked. I don't know. It might just be because it's relatively uh, quote unquote new. The game obviously isn't new. It's been out for a while. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for a lot of people, this is like their first experience into it. And maybe they're just using it as like a beginner class. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. What I sh what I should have done instead of connecting my Epic account to mm -hmm. the current Dauntless account was maybe started something new and see where mm -hmm. the tutorial where the tutorial is. Yeah, because the tutorial starts you out with a sword, or the okay. old tutorial did. I don't right. know if they have if they updated it or if it's current or what. Mm -hmm. But it when I started, it started you out with sword, and then you got a hammer, and then you got chain blades, right? And you'd get the axe, and then you can get the war pike. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just like in general, that was just something I noticed. I'm like, wow, like everybody I'm playing with, I'm literally the only person using mm -hmm. anything other than Austin repeaters. Yeah. Uh, huh. So that might be a problem down the road. I don't like I said, I don't know if it's like the most you said it might be the most friendly, you know, beginner friendly. I don't know if it's the most optimal. Right. Yeah. You know, so hopefully yes. that's something that they kind of investigate because it, it would sucked really bad when I was expected in a sense to be the tank mm -hmm. when warpike is not supposed to be tank <laughs> warpike warpike was supposed to be austin repeater for a while mm -hmm. where you would be like doing like long distance shots or really warpike is you go in you do a bunch of damage and you roll out you save that energy and you right. wait for the monster to charge because when it charges you have that long range attack that you can use to stun it yeah i got so you. you're only so you're with warpike you're only going in for brief seconds mm -hmm. and then setting yourself up yeah anticipating some sort of charge yeah i don't know I'm, I'm glad that they're taking like because the way that you were even talking about before where it felt like it was a game that you could play to actually play the game rather than feeling mm -hmm. like you 
need to be the best, which is like what a lot of like games try to force you to do nowadays is like you need mm-hmm. to be really good. That's the thing. And like not everybody wants that as an experience, but I'm glad that they're focusing on like keeping it as like a fun kind of grindy experience, but still like a fun experience nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Like cross platform play really handy, especially if you want to play with friends, because not everybody can afford to have like a PC that can run a game super great. Yeah. And then like. I don't know having it free obviously i'm not surprised it's been a free game this entire time i wouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. but um i don't know it just seems like they're taking they it seems like they know the direction they want to go with and they're actually going with it rather than some games that are just like we're not sure what path we want to take we kind of just want to go all across the board and do everything so i don't know I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's like got its own specific direction that's chosen yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of curious to see how how numbers are going to do for it. How well, it's right? Gonna, um, how well it's going to hold out? Um. So yeah, that's that's Dauntless. Do you guys have any other questions or thoughts on it? Green Elite, anything? Uh, well, with it being a free game, mm-hmm. from the the streams that I've seen of it, I haven't actually started it up yet. Um, I I got it downloaded on Epic Games, but. Um, haven't just had a chance to actually jump into it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. From what I've seen, it's it's pretty crispy for being pretty new, pretty uh, pretty fresh on this release, mm-hmm. and also being a free game. I think the the one thing that when you said that you wouldn't jump into a uh, a full team mm-hmm. when you start an encounter, that's really reminiscent of like first month Apex Legends. Yeah, where you'd have like queue in yourself, uh, like a solo, and you'd be the only one in, or you'd be missing a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so and even might with the, I was gonna, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, and even with Monster Hunter, like it, it experienced a huge amount of issues on release as well with <laughs> like networking and things like that. The game was really solid, but like the networking itself was really poor, like really, yeah. really poor. Um. So I'm not like super surprised by any of this. It's not like anything mind blowing. I just hope they don't go like way too all out because that could be a huge issue in itself. Like they end up spending way too much money and then they just have to like because this is a free game and they're probably not racking in the dough. I mean, they're probably making some decent money. I'm not saying that, but like they're probably not making like an insane amount. And then if they just are like, oh, the player count dropped by half. (laughs) Now what? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That that's that's one thing that I'm just thinking yeah, about. I, I will say the it's your standard free to play mm-hmm. monetization scheme where right. it's like you want cosmetics or these banners or these emotes or you know mm-hmm. buy this thirty dollar package and you know yeah. stuff like that. There's nothing. There's no content. There's no there's no classes or monsters that are locked behind any sort of paywall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely. Be, Go ahead. Uh, it's definitely been shown to work, though, especially with like Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, free to play, but they've been making millions of dollars just off of cosmetics and boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you said a magic word that we'll talk about here soon. <laughs> um, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Anything else on uh, on it on Dauntless? I'm That's curious how well it's going to be doing next week. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, I, I, I think it'll. I think it'll be new enough still mm-hmm. next week yeah i want to see what it's going to be doing in a month yeah 
because it's probably it's in that stage where a lot of people are talking about it mm -hmm. and you know they're gonna get their they're gonna get their friends to play they're gonna get the cousins to play hey you know johnny you know you're on ps4 and i'm on a pc but we can play this game together just like we can with you know fortnite mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of curious to see where that cross-platform play is going to be um, and how big of a factor that's going to be, because I think that's going to be a big thing for, for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cross-play. Um, so, yeah. We'll we'll follow up on that in a month and see where it's at. Um, <laughs> hopefully I can find... Eye. Yeah, hopefully I can find, like, solid numbers. The numbers that I provided are directly from Dauntless. Yeah. Yeah. From their Twitter page. And so it's going to be really hard to see numbers, mm -hmm. um, which I actually really wish because Epic is Epic an IPO. I'm not sure uh, if if Epic is public, I would really like it to be that, you know, public entities show their numbers mm -hmm. uh, server and active user wise, because it would make a lot of it make an analysis really easy. Yeah. And I. Uh, they kind of need to if they're a public entity and um if i'm say investing in epic <laughs> but i don't think i don't think they are public um i'm not even gonna get into it um <laughs> it's privately held yeah it's privately held okay mm -hmm. um ren yes that's me you've you've been playing a little something new a little something yeah different. yeah so recently i got a uh, htc vive a vr headset um and i've been playing a ton of Beat Saber recently. If you guys don't know what Beat Saber is, is a VR rhythm game. Kind of think of something similar to like Guitar Hero, but instead of like a guitar, you actually just use the sticks and you're just directly hitting uh, the chords and stuff like that. Super cool. Honestly, it was a much, much more like interesting experience than I expected it to be. Watching it doesn't really do it justice as one of the things that I noticed. And that actually seems to be mm -hmm. the case with a lot of VR stuff just in general, because like, for example, even when I loaded up my VR headset, um it starts you off in like a little tutorial thing just so that we can figure out how it all works and things like that and uh it was actually kind of mind-blowing i was really not expecting it to be the way it was um super cool experience especially uh so one of the big pros to it is there's actually a pretty decently large modding community of the game and it's super handy because the initial game itself if you're not buying like any of the quote-unquote dlcs or like the song packs or anything like that is about like 30 bucks it's not like anything crazy but uh you get like a very limited supply of songs you get probably like 12 bass songs and then like uh five like extras and things like that um when you open it up for modding capabilities you get access to like thousands that you can actually download directly while you're playing the game which is something mm. super handy like super obscenely handy i was playing on stream yesterday and like after a song would end, I would just go back and I'd jump into like the more songs category. You could see the list of every song people have made and people would just mm -hmm. request them just like, oh, I want to listen to this song. And it's like, OK, sure. Absolutely. Um, the modding community is huge on it. There's even like a public discord on things like that, which I even hopped into because the initial time where I tried to use it, which I will get into in a second. Um, it did not work. The modding capabilities just didn't work. Nothing happened. The game ran fine. But, like, nothing actually seemed to happen with it when I modded it. Um, so you can do things like that. You can get custom sabers and things like that. You can customize your experience. Super cool. Um, with, like, kind of similar, I believe, to, like, Guitar Hero, there's different modifiers that you can set to make a song easier or harder. 
depending. So, for example, my room is fairly small, so I can't necessarily... Sometimes you'll run into, like, bombs, sometimes you'll run into obstacles. You actually have to move or maneuver yourself to get out of the way of obstacles, specifically. I don't have the room for that, so I ended up just turning that off entirely, and I'm really glad that's a thing. Otherwise, I would be bumping into my desk nonstop. <laughs> it would be the worst. Because <laughs> I tried it once before, and it was like, you need to duck. And I was like, okay. And I just slapped my VR, like, sticks right on my desk. And it's like, okay, I should probably turn that off now. Maybe maybe <laughs> we just don't leave that on anymore. Um, but it's super cool. It's really, really... I The user-friendly, I guess, is the right term. Uh, aside from the body support, which I'll kind of get into... But, like, the game itself, the base game, is actually very, like, friendly to the experience. I played a couple other VR games. I played VR Minecraft. The controls I don't recommend. The VR headset's really cool. But, I mean, the controls are absolute yikes. Played VR Subnautica. Same situation, except for even worse on the controls. It was mm. so fantastic to, like, go through. It felt like you're actually, like, going through the ocean. It was really cool. And, like, you could just sit on top of your little, like, dock. I know I'm just splitting off into every category imaginable right now in terms of VR. But, uh, it, they, they didn't feel like really perfect experiences. Beat Saber actually felt, like, totally on board. Felt totally mm -hmm. fine. Um, no, no motion sickness or anything like that. Um, which was actually a big thing when I mentioned things like Minecraft and Subnautica. Subnautica, I didn't really run into it so much. Minecraft, I did. I actually ran into a little bit of motion sickness on that. Um, but overall, super cool experience. I had a ton of fun doing it. Um, now the bad things, the bad things about it. So when you open it up to modding support, you also have to understand, and every single mod manager will tell you this immediately, almost every single patch they do, because mod support isn't native to the game, like it's not just something directly built in, it usually breaks the mods. Like, it'll usually just break them all, and then you have to, like, reset it all. Which kind of sucks. It's not the worst. It was kind of the worst when I got a patch the day after I installed the mods. <clears throat> so I was like, how come they're not working today, but they worked totally fine yesterday? And it was like, oh, yeah, because uh, an extra .01 version was added. Thanks. Um, but aside from that, I had a great time doing it. Like, a fantastic time doing it. Um... But, but yeah, that's really it for like a broad scale of like how Beat Saber was fantastic. If you have VR, definitely play it for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a very big rhythm person. Like I never really played guitar here. I never really got into that sort of thing, but mm -hmm. like I ended up having a blast with it, even when it came to like songs, because since it is a game that like does heavily rely on modding support so that way you can get a huge list of songs, so you can play whatever you want. Um, the quality of songs is always different. So, like, sometimes somebody will make a, like, a beat to a specific song and the beat's not super great. And then sometimes they nail it perfectly. So, like, I, I played Michael Jackson's Beat It and I didn't realize, and I had the obstacles on at the time, but they actually tried to make you dance along with the song while you were doing it. And I was like, this is, like, you did an actual good job on this. I'm proud of you. Whereas other ones... They put it in, like, the easy category, and then it's just seven million notes all at once. And I'm like, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're just a dick. I don't have words. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was super fun. I, I'm having a great time with it. I think I've already put in, like, I've, I've only had it for a couple days. I think I put in, like, eight hours. Already. Nice. Yeah. Which so is... somebody, 
Somebody in chat said uh, Ren got quite the workout. Did you get yes. quite the workout? How sweaty were you getting? I got I got a little bit uh, a little bit sweaty. Just saying. So uh, I started the game when I first started. I played it on like normal because obviously mm -hmm. it's normal. I don't want to play it on easy. I'm not a basic bitch. And uh, and after that, I was like, let's bump it up a couple notches. So I started playing on expert, and. Uh, that was definitely a workout, especially when I didn't realize the first song that I put on Expert was a six and a half minute song. Had no idea, like no clue. So I'm just going to town on this song and I'm like, it's finally over. And it's like, it's not over, motherfucker. We're just beginning. It's like, wait, what? And then it's like another part of a song. It's like, what is happening, dude? Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah, it was it was so fun. It was so cool, even for like. So the nice things about it, right? And like, mm. this is this is actually one of the biggest praises I have to say for VR. It forces you to be active, not just like mm -hmm. one of the big issues, especially for me as a streamer. I sit at my desk for like much more than five hours a day, just nonstop, either working on stuff or streaming or things like that. I'm constantly sitting, and with Beat Saber, it's like get up and go do things, <laughs> and it's really like it's healthy, it's fun. There's nothing really bad I could say about it, especially when it came to Beat Saber. It just, it, it was a great experience. Every time I play it, I feel like I'm actually doing something both, like, super fun, as well as something that's actually good for me. It, it's like almost eating broccoli, but the broccoli's fucking amazing. It's like, this is fucking great, dude. What, what's the deal? I, I don't understand. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a blast. A fantastic experience. Heavily recommend. Awesome. Oh man, but yeah, I would have to put an asterisk on that modding because <clears throat> um, it is also on PlayStation VR. Oh yes, does not no. does not unless you jailbreak your PlayStation, you're not going to get that that modding experience. I've played it on both. Yeah, I have both. Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest issues with VR. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the motion sickness for me. It's mm -hmm. more of once I take it off after being in it for a while, it completely dis discombobulates you. Like you yeah. don't even feel like you're in your own body. Yeah, for I, me, I had anyways, that. It's a weird feeling. I had that personal experience on the first day because the first day as that's the day where I played everything. Like I just wanted to experience every single thing. So I played Minecraft VR. I played Subnautica VR. I played Beat Saber. I played some tutorial stuff. I played everything and I took off the mm -hmm. headset and I distinctly remember trying to walk and I threw my leg way too far. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? What is going on with me right now? Uh, it only lasted for like for me personally, only lasted like the first day and I didn't really run into any issues. But for the most part, I've also not been playing anything that requires you to like move around a lot. It's mostly just like you stand there and you play. It's not like. I'm not taking into account things like actual movement controls, because that is a thing in certain games. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't delved into that part yet. I'm both excited and terrified because the next game I want to play is actually a horror game. And I mm. don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to freak out and just like throw myself across the room. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I could definitely understand that, though, for sure. And I ran into. No, go ahead. Sorry. I had that same experience. I threw uh, I threw my PlayStation controller, the the <laughs> VR controller, playing Borderlands Two VR. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> big ice monster thing just came running at me, and I was like, 
chucked it. Oh <laughs> first, man! First day I was ever playing it. Yeah, <laughs> the thing I forgot to put the sleeve on. The, the immediate thing on. that I thought about because I distinctly remember when the Wii first came out that uh, people were accidentally throwing their Wii controllers at their TVs. So the very very first thing I did before anything was like, I'm making sure these straps are on and tight, and I will not like even if I panic. There's no way I'm breaking anything. <laughs> Yeah. There's no way it's not happening. <laughs> Just a PSA: make sure that any controllers you have are attached to your body. Mm-hmm. One almost, side, all of them. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. One side. It's not really particular to Beat Saber, but uh, mm-hmm. the Batman Arkham VR. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not recommend that game. Simply for the fact it was, I think, a nineteen ninety nine on sale, and it's about an hour worth of gameplay. Oof. Yeah, as the a matter, biggest waste of money. As a matter of fact, now that you bring that up, that seems to be one of the bigger issues with VR right now. Is a lot of the games are really short because it's VR. It's not like you put a huge amount of effort into it, and like mm-hmm. it's not something as simple as like it sounds like simple, but like for a game developer standpoint, doing VR, I'm sure, is much more difficult and tedious than setting it up for just like ran like raw gameplay. You know what yeah. I mean? So I can understand why they're super short, but I do totally agree. A lot of games are really like, I personally feel I haven't bought them yet, but I personally feel like a lot of games, like I'll look at the game, I'll look at the price, and I look at the amount of hours that people play on it. And like some of them are like two to three hours. And it's like, I can't justify two to three hours for this amount of money. That's not in my budget. That's a big nope for me. Um, But uh, when you... When you play, when you think about Batman and playing a Batman VR game, you'd assume mm-hmm. that you'd be fighting people. Yeah, <clears throat> and that, I think it was the biggest thing for me is you don't actually fight people. Really? It's, yeah, it's 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 literally it's more like the detective side of Batman. You're oh. figuring stuff. Out. Uh-huh. Um, there are there are a few jump scares in there, which again, uh, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was gonna have a mini hard because I, I I don't do jump scares. I cannot. Yeah. Do jump scares. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like there's Killer Croc from the Arkham games in there, mm-hmm. um, and then there's this part where you're in a padded cell and the wall disappears behind you, and there's a guy on a on a slab, like a dead body on a slab, mm-hmm. and I, like the whole time I was playing it, and I ac- I accidentally went live on Twitch, and uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like. Motherfucker, don't you get up. Don't you move. Don't you move. Don't you move. God damn it. He didn't move. Thank God. Oh, man. But I was... Whew, I, was I was shitless. Like, yeah. scared shitless. Yeah. See, that was one of the big reasons why I wanted VR. I, I wanted the horror game experience of VR. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm going to throw something. But, like, I definitely want... like. There's a paranormal activity VR game that's out there, and I am immediately gravitating towards that game just so much. It's like I just need to get this game just so badly. I I need I need to scare myself shitless just once. That's all I need. <laughs> now with the the Arkham game was super crisp looking, uh-huh. super crisp looking, but not worth the money. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm. But uh. Yeah, that, that covers most of my VR stuff that I really had to say. Um, awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I could talk about yeah. random stuff about VR, but I don't, I don't think we should. <laughs> I think it's fine. 
Well, no, I think we should probably move on to some of the uh, news stories that are going to affect uh, I guess. gaming and wallets. You guys, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mostly updates um, coming in at, uh, coming in here. Uh, the first being that the loot box ban bill um, that was proposed by Senator Josh Howley, the Republican from Missouri, um, has been officially filed or formally filed, and mm-hmm. it has um, bipartisan support. Uh, it yeah. has uh, two Democratic co-sponsors. So just a quick recap. Uh, Senator Josh Howley uh, filed the bill. It's called the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. Um, If it passes, it will ban companies from publishing uh, games targeted at minors. That include Mm -hmm. pay-to-win or microtransaction loot box systems. Um, It'll also prevent publishers from digitally distributing games um, that aren't specifically targeted at children if they have, quote, constructive knowledge uh, mm-hmm. that their users are under the age of 18. Um, it's been uh, co-sponsored by Senator Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, and Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut. Um, okay. Interestingly enough, we've talked about another story related to this was Senator uh, – Maggie Hassan, I believe is how we agreed to say her name, mm-hmm. um, the Democrat from New Hampshire, who asked the Federal Trade Commission to investigate loot boxes. Uh, she is not uh, currently not touching this bill. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, that she's not involved with this at the moment that she didn't co-sponsor it or anything like that. Um so yeah, just uh, what are your guys' first takes on this? On the fact that this is formally filed, that it has co-sponsors. Um, yeah, what I'm, are you guys thinking? I mean, it's a step in the right direction. That, that's mm-hmm. really it. I mean, obviously, it's going to be targeted at children because children are the easiest things for like governments to easily agree with. And I'm not expecting it to just be like a wide bill that's going to target everything. I feel like this is a great starter bill. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they'll just like enforce more and more parts to it, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a solidly good move. I, I felt for a while personally, like obviously it'd be nice if like the government didn't have to step in to monitor these sorts of things. But that's mm-hmm. obviously just not going to happen. Like very clearly that can't work. It's mm-hmm. It's been shown time and time again that things like EA and things like that just don't care. <laughs> Unless if they are like dictated to have to, but uh, yeah, I personally feel like it's a great move. Personally, just like mm-hmm. immediately off the start. Yeah, I guess it really for me it's more of uh, how they approach it, and then mm-hmm. the the subtext behind it. Yeah, um, like is it going to be geared towards anything lower than what's rated M? Yeah, or rated T? Because um, I I can definitely see putting a ban on loot boxes for rated E games right. and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, rated M games, children shouldn't be buying that anyways. Or they shouldn't right. be having access to that anyways. Which to that note, I actually have a problem with the wording here, but I'll let you continue your point quick. 
Um, especially with rated M game, as long as it's not pay to win loot boxes, if it's purely cosmetic, mm-hmm. um, if someone wants to put 10, 10, 20, 30 bucks into that, that, I mean, for me, my opinion, that that's completely fine. As long as it's cosmetic, if it's not affecting my gameplay and mm-hmm. having an edge over someone else, uh, I'm completely fine for it. If it's rated M or, you know, something that children aren't supposed to be playing in the first place. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I actually have a problem with this bill just initially on on its face. And by the way, if you, uh, are anyone out there who, who's listening or watching wants to uh, check this out, um, our main source is the variety.com uh, story by Stephanie Fogel. Um, so you guys can go check that out. So mm-hmm. right away, the thing that struck out that, that, that made me pause is it will also prevent publishers from digitally distributing games that aren't specifically targeted at children if the publishers have quote constructive knowledge that their users are under the age of 18. Hmm. so basically what that means is it's a rated t game or it's a rated m game yeah they know that there are children buying the game they can't sell that game essentially is what that sounds like to me they have constructive knowledge well what is constructive knowledge you know what is the threshold what is the threshold is it is it i don't know maybe ten thousand miners are playing this game mm-hmm. um you know is it a hundred thousand miners is it a million miners across the country you know, right. what, what does that mean? Are you going to stop distribution of games? To me, that's a slippery slope because it starts getting into... Um, because how's that it, get another, monitored? That's my real like question. Mm-hmm. First off, how does that get monitored? And here's the other part is, if you read further down, Senator mm-hmm. Blumenthal, who once supported a proposed California law seeking to ban the sale of violent video games to minors, said... I'm proud to sponsor this bipartisan legislation to protect kids from predatory gaming apps and hold bad actors accountable for their reprehensible practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, this starts to feel like Joe Lieberman, Tipper Gore, uh, hand wringing, pearl clutching media cen- censorship mm-hmm. in, in attempt to in attempts to keep puritanical or political, you know, uh, uh, standards of sorts. Um, it, that's my that's my initial fear on the face of this. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing this and it's like, well, children are buying Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption, or children or parents are buying it for. We just need to stop the distribution of this. Um, that's what the initial reading to me leads me to believe. Mm-hmm. That th- a law like this would do that, right? It sounds like an awful lot of blanket text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, umbrella text that that challenges to me challenges the constitu- constitutionality of the free market. You know, like of being able to sell products. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> especially you know, it, to me, there's like there's a whole lot of issues here. I'm like the. So are these companies just not going to be able to sell their products if a substantial amount of children seem to buy the game? What about free games? If you're not get, if let's say, I don't know, let, let's say it's not actually selling games, it's, it's distribution. 
mm-hmm. of free games and then selling products within the games. But if the if they're going to allow, you know, if they're going to, you know, get really heavy handed with this, what about like Path of Exile? Mm-hmm. Is Path of Exile going to be taken off of distribution markets? And then you're then like the whole monitoring and, and verifying. Yeah, the, I, I can't see how they can even remotely reasonably monitor or verify any of that information. Like, it's not really plausible. <laughs> that's, that's the way I'm seeing it. Well, and then the other problem I have with that. OK, so let's say there is a viable way to do it to, to monitor these games. Um, how are they getting that information? Mm-hmm. And does that violate uh, does that violate privacy laws right. in the United States? Right. If they're collecting user data, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook and Steam and uh, Epic Games and all these other companies, you know, they need to, the government needs to provide a warrant for them to for those companies to provide user data. Right. Um, you know, that's the fourth amendment or not the fourth amendment. Is it? Uh, what is the you need a, a you know warrant for <laughs> yeah anything like that i think that's the fourth amendment right i believe so i don't know like there's just a lot of concerns i have with with this initial bill i am all mm-hmm. for making sure there's not casinos in the pockets of every children in america don't yeah. get me wrong i do not want casinos to be in these devices <laughs> and in schools <laughs> you know yeah but i don't also don't want a law like this to be used to basically censor media mm-hmm. because despite what the senator, what a lot of people, you know, a lot of senators and people who don't understand video games are. Video games are a form of art and they're a form of media. And if we allow a law to come in to censor the, the you know, these, to me, I mean, that violates the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my, you know, and Tipper Gore and Joe Lieberman tried to do the same thing in the 90s with Mortal Kombat and rap music. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I just can't my, see how that can be even reasonably like done realistically i mean even if there is the case that somehow they get the information how many kids do you think put in their actual like birthdays into anything really i still don't even put in my actual birthday i'm 26 (laughs) i just i don't care i just want to play the thing yeah well how do you think i watch porn in middle school (laughs) (laughs) oh man sorry mom (laughs) Um, oh man for me it's really just about that subtext Um, yeah yeah because what it sounds like it's it sounds like an extremely open blanket statement Mm -hmm. Um, and it's they try to pass laws like this all the time Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's be for you know gun control or or any other any other type of laws, they they try to make it as blanket as possible, so right. it, yeah. it can be more flexible for what the government deems necessary at the time. Yeah, so it can also be it can be more flexible, and there's little accountability that can actually be held to the people that right uh, write the laws yeah. or that enforce the laws. There's little accountability when something is vague. Because then it's up to their interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it doesn't specifically say you can't have loot boxes, but this game has loot boxes, and we had to take it away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, and then even the thing is, um, this you know, this game doesn't technically have loot boxes, but it has gambling. 
It has mm-hmm. a it has an in-game slot machine. It has a game, you know, it has a game of poker in it. It has um you know like Pokemon oh, what was it? Pokemon Platinum or Crystal mm-hmm. had the the uh essentially the casino Pokemon casino. Mm-hmm. Pokemon yeah. Emerald was the last game that you can get um are you guys still there uh (laughs) all right guys apparently we're having a yikes in terms of discord quality right now apparently hold on just a second everybody hold on hold on hold on Are we all there? Everything good? Okay, all right. (laughs) Everything seems good. Nothing bad possibly (laughs) happened. I don't know what that was about, but all right. (laughs) Oh, man. Classic Discord. Yeah, well, I was going to say, me and uh, Green Elite are getting some weather here, too. Yeah, we got some uh, uh, heavy clouds heading our way. Um, Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Anyways, go on with what you guys were saying. Sorry. Pretty hefty over Omaha right now. So yeah, my my concern is just how how vague and blanketed this law is. What it can what it can be used to do. Like I said, I'm getting flashbacks to Chipper Gore and and Joe Bieberman mm-hmm. um, fighting the NWA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, exactly, literally the NWA. <laughs> well, then they had a problem with Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I see this as a potential way to censor art, and anytime I see anything that's even potentially going to censor art, I'm I'm a bit of a watchdog on that. It's kind mm-hmm. of a uh, reminiscent of uh, when Mark Zuckerberg was uh, subpoenaed to come in mm. uh, talking about the security of Facebook, and yeah. it's just like you have all these senators who are asking these questions that are just make no sense because mm-hmm. yeah. they just don't quite understand like the security and right. and the information basis off of mm-hmm. these these programs yeah there's not many there well first off the, there's a disproportionate amount of boomers in the in in the legislature um there's not many gen xers uh not that many millennials there's a growing number of millennials gen xers are going to kind of be unfortunately gen xers are like sort of phased out of public life like um, there's that there's not that many gen x like ceos or congress people that really make them you know make big waves mm-hmm. and unfortunately like and we need gen xers to be there because there, it's a good bridge between the boomers and the millennials because boomer lo- legislators and lawmakers do not understand technology. That was evident with the Facebook hearing. You're like you're watching oh, yeah. these people who just do not who, – who it was just funny. Like they just did not understand mm-hmm. um, the technology or like the, the cultural – you know, the cultural f- ideas behind Facebook, which was really unfortunate – it leads to bad lawmaking and that'll be out, you know, antiquated and more damaging in the long run. Um, we got great memes from it though. We did get <laughs> absolutely <laughs> great memes. <laughs> Fucking smile the, slider. The tastiest <laughs> memes. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is a robot. <laughs> oh yeah. It's great. It's great. <laughs> oh, um, 
Okay, so that's that's the loot box thing. Do you guys have any other thoughts or questions or opinions you want to put out there? Nope, I'm good. I'm pretty solid. Cool. Um, so kind of like another follow-up from last week where we talked about how uh, the Chinese um, tariffs are affecting um, U.S. consumer goods here. That was specifically on um, things such as uh, board games and dice and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of wanted to follow up. The other thing that it's going to be affecting is uh, gaming consoles and uh, computer hardware. Yeah. Um, and I saw in I wanted to kind of bring this up because this is kind of big. Where the, the tariff is 25%. Um, the main source that we got our stuff from was the Inside Gaming uh, video. But I have a mm-hmm. couple others here pulled up. And they did some, you know, they just like think about it like in really quick math terms. Um, you know, a $400 PS4 is going to be $500. Yeah. Um, and it's It's been kind of interesting to see the debate kind of going around mm-hmm. uh, the, this tariff this whole tariff situation. And uh, I just kind of want to talk more about uh, how it's going to affect wallets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys' uh, kind of initial thoughts, kind of thinking uh, to the future? Um, how is this going to be affecting your guys' uh, purchasing decisions? I buy a lot of computer hardware. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. something I do. So hearing something like this is really frustrating, like really, really frustrating. I'm not shocked that it took this direction. I kind of expected it to when we were talking mm. about it before anyway. Because I think we even... I'm pretty sure I like said that. It seems weird that they would just go after just like tabletop gaming, obviously. like They're going to yeah. just tear up more and more stuff. That's just how it works. But uh, that's really, really, really frustrating. There's no real other thing to say about it. Because yeah. <laughs> like upcoming like next-gen consoles are coming up soon. And uh, I'm not expecting them to be cheap in the slightest and having another 25% mm. on that is going to be a yikes, needless yeah. to say. Um, if I ever want to upgrade my hardware in the future, this is never, ever going to be the time to do it. I'm glad that I'm like mostly set up right now. But for somebody mm. that's like looking to build a PC soon, either get on it real soon or uh, or you might just mm-hmm. need to wait for a while because uh, yeah. it's not it's not going to be a good time. And it, it might be a good while too. I'm I'm yeah. actually glad that I got my PC finished up with, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, what it seems like is like Trump and, and the uh, presidential administrations really hunkering down for this, and so is China. Mm-hmm. Like they t- they tariffed tariffed us too. Yeah. And I just don't Which... understand the struggle. I think is the my thing. I just don't mm-hmm. understand the struggle over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which green, just because I know what industry you work in, you're probably going to see bigger effects than me in radio. But me and you both, I mean, we live in an area that, you know, is already been hit pretty hard by tariffs. Mm-hmm. Um, being in Iowa, we've already been hit really hard by pork and soybean tariffs uh, and corn tariffs, which I mean, the three big, you know, the three big industries in our state. And a $15 Um, billion bailout. Yeah, $15 billion bailout. I mean, and then like steel tariffs on on foreign steel. The other big industry, at least in our area, is John Deere. Mm -hmm. You know, John Deere manufacturing and engineering is is centered here where me and Green uh, live. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've already – so states like ours and like rural areas like ours have already seen – 
some of the effects. And so it's already kind of, you know, having people pinch their pockets a little bit and kind of, you know, figure out, you know, get ready for some budgeting. But now this even seems like it's kind of, you know, yeah. a lot of the cheaper products that we could get, you know, mm -hmm. were produced in China. And so we're going to, if we're going to have a 25%, you know, we got to start kind of, I'm really hoping that maybe like some, some of these, you know, companies will, will, not necessarily have to like go to the states, but we'll find like maybe not China, but let's go to Indonesia or Korea mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because the big thing has just been that the Chinese have been bringing in all sorts of business, you know, from Japan mm -hmm. and Korea. Um, the the Nintendo Switch isn't produced in Japan anymore. It was in the eighties and nineties, but now it's produced in China. Mm -hmm. Same with a lot of Sony products. Um, so it's going to be really. Uh, I, I'm kind of waiting to see exactly how it's going to affect my my weekly budget. Mm -hmm. I'm not really buying that much right now. I would have liked to have been able to upgrade my computer a little bit, yeah. maybe. Um, you know, maybe put in a new graphics card or something like that because I am running on a five-year-old graphics card mm -hmm. or a four or five-year-old graphics card. But I'm not seeing anything super... Um, I'm not seeing anything like super terrible with my PC right now, but it's definitely going to be an interesting time to wait and see how right. this is going to affect prices and stuff. Yeah, especially with like next gen consoles just coming out like really soon, we're going to start seeing like a really steep incline of requirements for a uh, for like tech. It's just going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's the worst fucking time for it to be a thing. That's really it. Yeah, and like just. Like a disclaimer, so I'm not making anyone mad. We're not bashing Trump or anything like that. No. We're just simply mm -hmm. stating the fact that things are going to get more expensive and it's going to affect everyone's wallets. Mm -hmm. um, just to, I, I feel like I just need to say it, even though I don't think I need to say it. I just feel like I yeah. need to. This is not very political viewing. No, yeah, it's also not, no. Geared, not geared to uh, U.S. made goods versus Chinese or f right. foreign mm -hmm. made goods as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I agree in, in both. Is there there's especially technology is is better off being built foreign just because mm -hmm. of the you know the travel and economical parts of it um, mm -hmm. versus the U.S. Yeah, like it's it's drastically different like price wise just to yeah. for like shipping the parts over and building them here versus you know the, the yeah. cheaper labor and the, the the transportation part is it's killer mm -hmm. yeah so it's going to be an interesting time um nintendo switches most sony products um a lot of gaming hardware yeah, that's all going to be going up by at least 25%, if not more, mm -hmm. um, in price. So if you're looking at any purchases, make them quick or try to find better alternatives or, I mean, just eat the cost if you have to. Yeah. You know, I don't think a lot really of people want. really have the choice, honestly. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to things like, like I've said already a couple times, upcoming consoles are coming up. Like you're not, mm -hmm. there's not gonna be a way around that. You can't just be like, I'm gonna buy the third party PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not that's yeah. not really a thing. Soldier but, uh, Boy's console. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he wanted. Wait, no, because all this stuff is Chinese knockoffs, anyways. <laughs> and got sued for for games that he's not supposed to put on there. Mario. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, for basically pirating games, which I believe the Soldier Watch website is still up. Let me double check. It, it was down, but I believe it's up now. It's back up. Oh I want to say it is. Let me double check. Soldier <laughs> Bull. Uh, the recurring Soulja podcast Watch. meme. Oh my god. <laughs> Did someone tell him? God damn it. No, I don't think I think it's down again. Fuck. I think he took it down for good. Wait. No, soldierelectronics.com. Oh, wait. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. (laughs) He has a robot? Oh no. I'm surprised that he is still relevant. He's he's struggling so hard. Yeah. So so hard to be relevant. Y'all can get the Soldier Watch for thirty dollars. Free publicity, hell, people might even buy your products. I can't really argue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. somebody said don't or uh, that and Fallout. Yeah, those are the two <laughs> the two memes that we have on the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, we were mentioning computer parts. Uh-huh. This is going to be the smoothest transition. Uh-huh. Well, we have some big hardware news that oh, beautiful hardware we can we can talk about. Beautiful, beautiful AMD hardware. <laughs> it's like a AMG, AMD fans are just elated. They're like rock hard right now. You guys want to explain why they're like rock hard? I used to be hardcore Intel four uh-huh. or five years ago. Uh, now especially with this release the uh, the 3000 series release mm-hmm. damn just damn yeah <laughs> like they're effectively taking the kill shot on intel mm-hmm. um with the amount of performance that they're dropping versus the cost mm-hmm. uh you know especially when they're putting out better Better power and and uh, better f- full on uh, stats for well over twenty five percent cheaper than Intel. Yeah, mm-hmm. is insane. Uh, which they released the new three thousand series as I said, mm-hmm. um, as well as a, a Ryzen nine series, which they haven't done until now, mm-hmm. which is directly competing with the uh, Intel i nine. Yeah, um, which, uh, from what I've seen, full PCIe uh, 4.0 um, support, mm-hmm. which is new, like mm-hmm. crispy new, um, which I think they were they were boasting at like uh was it eight gigabytes per second? I think uh, is what they were saying. I believe so. Yeah, so wicked fast, like insanely fast for for an amd board that's geared ga- mostly to gaming right yeah mm-hmm. no these are these are some fancy chipsets. like these are really beefy um for for those who are kind of curious what we're talking about uh ryzen released their 3000 series um a ryzen 9 at 3900x at 500 bucks is a 12 core 24 thread processor with up to 4.6 gigahertz speeds. And that's nutty. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that's really beefy. That's that's base speed, too. That's not overclock yeah. speed. Yeah, mm. exactly. It's, it's really, really devastating. 
Like, that's huge. Like, if I had, I don't think I'd need to upgrade anytime soon if I had that, yeah. if I had that CPU ever. I, I could not possibly imagine a time where it's like, you know what, I think I need to upgrade from that. Um, but yeah. And a 70 megabit cache. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Now, because I'm not super technical, but I was listening to, you know, Linus Tech Tips and a couple other analysts and, and you know, it. Everyone makes it sound like this is like a left hook to Intel. Mm-hmm. Is that about what you would say it is? Like this is a this is just out of the blue left hook. Nobody was really expecting this. Intel, you know, with their current strategy, obviously didn't plan for this. Is that kind of what it, it seems? Well, like I would assume. Like what... Oh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, OK, um, what we were kind of talking about last week when we were talking about how kind of uh, Intel seems to be like they're stagnating. Like, they're not really mm-hmm. making any improvements. They're just kind of, like, hanging out because they're Intel. Um, mm-hmm. They can, they think they can afford it. I personally agree. Yes, I, th- I do think this is a pretty, like, big hit to them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a nice upgrade. Like, this is huge. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think they need to step up their game more. I thought they needed to a little bit before. I, yeah, they really do now. In in terms yeah. of like performance versus Intel, AMD has just been just I would say just like a little bit under Intel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the in the past, I would say six years. Um, I mean, with the overclocking and stuff like that, they're about the same. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're the same. Just AMD is for more of the budget, and it's not something that just they throw into a laptop for or or a Chromebook, right? Um, or just a stay at home pc they they do have options for that um but it's not something that like um where you you go to best buy and you see all these lineup of computers and they're all intel Mm -hmm. and there's maybe a few selection amd uh chipsets um it's mainly for the builders and then enthusiasts and stuff like that um especially on a budget because yeah uh, they don't have what they call the intel tax it's everyone wants intel so they can essentially say, I want this amount of money for this Intel chipset. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know if I can't say for sure if uh, Intel knew that they were going to completely bring something that would compete with the uh, i9. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't think they were surprised by it. But right. the the amount of performance that they actually offer up for something that's competing with the i nine mm-hmm. um, is huge. Yeah, uh, especially being, uh, I think the uh, new i nine is going to be retailing at like six hundred and fifty dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Versus a five hundred dollar, yeah, chip that's going to be at par with the i9 if not yeah if not outperforming yeah because they're saying they're saying that the new the new gen uh intel chips are actually they were boasting like a 15 percent increase and it's not reaching that potential Mm -hmm. versus intel actually stepping up they're actually dropping a 15 percent increase um and then they also released the 5000 series RX processor that's going to be competing with the 2700s mm-hmm. for NVIDIA. So they shot they shot it uh, NVIDIA too. So yeah, which is kind of like overall, this is all pretty fantastic news for consumers because this means there's not one viable option anymore. And 
it'll hopefully bring prices down quite a bit. Uh, if Intel wants to wants to compete mm-hmm. in any sort of level, um, then uh, yeah, they need to. They're they're gonna need to you know keep up with the performance. Now all the I will say one thing I have heard and. I'm not sure yet uh, if this is entirely accurate, but all the numbers that they've shown so far are just from their own tests. So there hasn't been any independent parties who have been um, who have been verifying speeds. You know, there's not like Linus Tech Tips or mm-hmm. um, you know The Verge or PC Mag or you know whoever else right. who've been doing tests. Um, so yeah, that'll be something to to you know check in on uh, in, the, in the coming weeks as people get their hands on these on these chips and, and uh, see what they say, how the numbers compare, um, and, and in what conditions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised seeing those in uh, late June. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, AMD is going to be sending out some testers. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. release date was July 7th. Mm-hmm. Which is actually my birthday and uh, my stream, my Twitch anniversary. All in Aww. one. Look at that. Awesome. It's an AMD gift. Nice. So AMD, send our boy a chip. <laughs> send one to green. Send one to green. Dro- drop the motherboard too. <laughs> if you, if you want, guys, you can send me one too. Just, just uh, you know, spread the love. It's fine. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I won't yeah, sell it. Say you can. I say, yeah, Andy, send me one as well. And I need a new motherboard as well. I'll pay for the graphics card. Oh man, <laughs> we'll we'll review your we'll review your chips here on the next another podcast. <laughs> oh man, um, I'd do it. I yeah, I would too. Just send it for free. Just understand that you know <laughs> you send a if you send a bad chip, I'm gonna give you a bad review. We have integrity on this podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Honesty and integrity. Honesty. And, There's... and you know what? And if you ask me to send it back to you afterwards, I am perfectly fine with you sending it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll send it back to you afterwards if I you know, give you a bad review. That's all right. It. You can you can and resell it. Maybe a delay of about uh, a year or two. <laughs> about yeah. a year, year delay. It, it was lost in shipping. <laughs> Goddamn pulls the service. <laughs> what can Brown do for you? Lose all my packages. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's interesting news. It's gonna be big news. Um. Anything else on this AMD news at all? Mm, not no. really. No. No. Uh, was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about? I think yeah. I'm good. I think I'm relatively like solid. Oh. There's a lot of E3 rumors coming around, but I don't really want to discuss rumors. Um, mm-hmm. Rumors are not factual. Yeah, rumors are not factual. It's just going to be us whipping ourselves into a frenzy. Um, Wait, I think over- I actually do remember something. Hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. I think there's some wanna- news coming out about Death Stranding like super soon. Oh, yeah. I think I that's actually see- a thing. I did see some uh, more stuff about Star Citizen not like having a publisher and how they've blown through all this money. La di da di da. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna be real quick and say, don't crowdfund fucking video games. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the <laughs> that new Star Wars uh, game that Respawn's making looks really nice from the, yeah. the previous that have been dropping so far. Did um, you find the Death Stranding news? Uh, I believe. Hold on to your seats. We're getting there with the countdown for Death Stranding. 
uh, tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I apparently it might be getting released tomorrow. Okay. Which is super news because they just announced this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Not even yesterday. This was announced nine minutes ago. Mm-hmm. They announced something very similar yesterday, though, which yeah. is pretty big. Like, that's a pretty big thing because this game has been really hyped up, but they have not talked about a release date ever. And they have told almost no details about this game. Realistically, mm-hmm. there has been almost no discussion of it, really. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's shocking to see it out right like coming out very soon. Uh, everybody was expecting it and me included. Uh, we were expecting it in fall, like around September mm-hmm. to November. Um, this is a lot earlier than that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Pulling an Apex, dropping it the day that they announce it. Dude, honestly, I am so down. <laughs> I'm 100% down for that. I, they, they've yeah. shown that it works. They've yeah. Shown that it works. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is from Hideo Kojima. He does do random shit all the time. This isn't just like, it's not just a thing that just sort of happens. Like, mm. it's not just like, oh, I guess we'll just announce it now. It's like, now we're going to plan out this thing for like months and not till that's soul. And then we're going to have yeah. it already done like two months beforehand. We're going to release this like instantly and nobody is going to see it coming. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm stoked. I've been really pumped for this. They just got to give a couple uh, a couple monies to the uh, top five streamers on Twitch. Yeah. Or just give me a copy. That's fine, too. that's exactly what apex did they they got stone mountain dr disrespect Chaco taco ninja Mm -hmm. of course ninja ninja i think got paid like a million dollars just to play apex for i think like a month Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, really got it kicked off and then i think tim the tap man did as well yeah which the apex numbers haven't been great lately no they have not we'll see how that strategy works out for them yeah um, I do know that there's a Nintendo Direct focused on Pokemon that I'm excited for. I think that's mm-hmm. coming up uh, in the next week or so. But yeah, uh, I think they were saying Thursday for that. I think. I think. Yeah, not 100 sure. So yeah, uh, anything else we want to talk about real quick? Discover oh, it. New awesome. season season of uh, Destiny is releasing um, June 4th. The season of Opulence. Oh, uh, looks pretty interesting. It's returned to the Leviathan. Mm. Um, so for the Destiny 2 players um, I think they're jumping the power level up to 750 as well Ooh. oh that's handy um, I was capped at 600 before wasn't it uh, it was capped at 600 for uh, um, Forsaken the Forsaken DLC mm-hmm. um, and then each of the seasons they've increased it uh, by 50 so okay. with the annual pass the the first one the, the uh Season of the Forge, they dropped it up to 650, and then the last one with uh, um, Season of the Drifter mm-hmm. um, dropped up to 700. I am not prepared. I have uh, <laughs> this. I have been slacking this whole season, mm-hmm. uh, especially since I've been playing a lot of Apex, mm-hmm. um, and then some medical issues, which you know that stuff happened. But um, mm-hmm. but back to the Leviathan, um, which. The Leviathan is essentially a large uh, ship that eats planets, and then we'll find out who the, uh, hopefully, who the actual leader of or who Callus actually is, which I'm pretty excited for. And one thing that they're doing, uh, Bungie has never done before, mm-hmm. um, as far as I'm aware, is releasing a new raid. Hmm. Oh, um, on the same the same day that they're dropping the DLC. 
Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And then the first 24 hours, the power advantage is not going to matter. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. the contest. Um, so people, it's going to be an even playing field. So people who grind um, their power level up before the raid releases mm-hmm. are not going to have um, a one up on someone who starts out at 700. Mm. That's still super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So right on. Cool. Really and, excited. Yeah. And when that drops, where can people uh, watch you play that? Oh, of course, on uh, my Twitch channel, Mr. Green Elite. Um, I also have my Instagram, which I post on frequently, and my Facebook page, which are all Mr. Green Elite. Right on. Awesome. Um, so if that's all for this week, guys, let's go on ahead and do some uh, plugging away. Uh, Green Elite, we already had you plug, but is there anything else that you want to plug? Uh, no, I think that's uh, everything. I'm, I just started my new Discord server. Ooh, got, ooh, nice. Got it started up. I, I've had it for a while, but I've been tinkering with it slowly. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited to start that community. Hopefully, uh, right on, get that dude. built up. Awesome. Yeah. And so, guys, go check out uh, his Twitch channel and you can find all that information there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ren. Yeah, that's what I plug this week. Ren. Uh, I'm great. I'm going to be playing probably Minecraft, maybe Siege, maybe. I don't know. Siege has been really iffy recently. I don't know what the deal's mm-hmm. been. Um, and I'm probably going to be starting to end streams with Beat Saber. I should have my new cord coming in tomorrow so it doesn't take me 10 years to set up constantly. And instead takes me like two seconds, but I'm super mm-hmm. stoked. I've been having a blast with it. Uh, people have wanted me to try out VR Minecraft again. I, I mm-hmm. did play it off stream, but I never played it on stream. And some people have been like, I want to watch you build a house because <laughs> it's a nightmare <laughs> to try to build. But uh, but yeah, um, I, I'm not sure what else is coming up, though. I, I can't really think of anything. Uh, if Death Stranding actually is coming out tomorrow, I will probably buy that and probably just play that. That's very <laughs> likely. Um, yeah, the inner chat looks pretty fun too. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking me to play that as well, and uh, that's a maybe. It's <laughs> a solid maybe. Gonna run into some Uganda knuckles. Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm straight up worried. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you guys can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's because I'm dumb and don't know how to spell my own name. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all I got. Cool. Uh, coming up on my channel, uh, playing more Pokemon Crystal Clear, probably broken up by some creative streams. Um, we've made a lot of progress lately mm-hmm. in that. Um, so, yeah. And you guys can follow me on Instagram. You know, you can get, uh, if you miss a stream, you can see the Pokemon team updates. Um, let's see what's going on. Uh, you can follow me on, on Instagram. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at NTN pod. Um, if you guys missed any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube. You can watch the VOD here on Twitch. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple podcast, Swoot, Google podcast, Stitcher, basically anywhere podcasts are found and you can take us on the go. Um, and we greatly appreciate it. We do have a poll up on our Twitter right now because we are, um, approaching our one year anniversary of doing the show. We would like to know how you guys would like to celebrate. Would you guys like merch? Would you guys like a special episode? Would you guys like to do some giveaways? Would you guys like to do all of the above? Um, or something that we haven't thought of. Should I wear my maid's outfit? (laughs) Yes. No, actually that's not even a question. Ryan, you're wearing your maid outfit. Oh God. Um, I will get a costume as well. Yeah. The community has required it now that you have stated that. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, Jesus. 
so yeah if you're on twitter go on over to twitter send us uh you know give us a follow and then also reply to that um that poll it's the pin tweet on the uh on the page so yeah uh if there's nothing else guys nope. we should say goodbye all right goodbye is that bye. what i'm supposed to say all right bye everybody so long Love you. say la vie farewell adios <laughs>